Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people that you do business with, or in this case, we're going to bring you closer to someone that just uh, helps people out in the community. And I'm excited to kind of bring out a hidden gem that maybe a lot of people don't know about here in Common Ground, right here in Birmingham. They just celebrated their 50th anniversary a year ago, and they've helped so many people in our community, and you may not have heard about them. So I'm excited to be joined by Jeff Kapusinski. He's the Chief External Relations Officer for Common Ground. And first of all, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Ryan. I appreciate you having me on. So let's just kind of start at the top. You know, what brought you to Common Ground and, uh, you know, why are you working with them? Just give people a little idea on your background. You know, I actually spent uh, the first two thirds of my career in, uh, in the media business. And uh, as that has uh, continued to constrict, you know, I, I found that uh, healthcare was a place that, that I wanted to be. And uh, Common Ground offered me a, a role, a job that I think really fits my skill set and my interest level. And I think working, working at a nonprofit that helps people uh, probably at the lowest points in their lives uh, is incredibly rewarding. And, and I just I work with an amazing team of professionals uh, that come to work every day eager uh, to help people. And uh, as we like to say, help them move from crisis to hope. Uh, so it's uh, it's an incredibly rewarding, rewarding area to be in, and, and I'm appreciative for the opportunity to do it. So let's start by taking people back 50 years ago. Um, obviously, you weren't uh, working for them at that time, but um, I'm sure. Um, pretty close, actually. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, how did it all get started? Yeah, you know, uh, the, the, there's a short snippet about the story on our website, but uh, really Common Ground started as a... Uh, uh, an agreement between parents and teachers in uh, Birmingham schools who were concerned about the rising rates of, of suicide and drug use in their community. Uh, and so they basically came together and formed what is really what was a helpline at the time uh, where students or parents could call uh, looking for resources or help. Uh, you know, and that has evolved into what Common Ground has become today, which is a 24-7 uh, resource and, and, and crisis agency uh, providing help to more than 80,000 people each year. So it, it, it's grown significantly. Uh, you know, the programming extends beyond the resource and crisis helpline, which actually still exists today. Uh, the number is on our website, but uh, it's 1 800 231 1127. Uh, people can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, uh, and get help. Uh, the help that they're looking for. But we also have walk-in uh, services and programs that are available at the Resource and Crisis Center in Pontiac. Uh, people who are experiencing anxiety or depression, uh, maybe psychotic episodes, uh, maybe a, a drug issue that they're looking to get, uh, get a handle on, uh, can present at the Resource and Crisis Center and, uh, and get help right away. Well, you know, whether it's the 1970s or the 2020s or whatever, these services have always been high demand, always in need. Have you noticed in recent years with the pandemic and social media, I mean, it's all you hear about are these challenges. Teachers I talk to about students struggling, going back to school and whatnot. Have you yeah, absolutely. A need uh, recently. Yeah, absolutely. Our, you know, our numbers continue to grow each and every year. And, uh, you know, during the start of the, at the very start of the pandemic, we saw a significant drop in the number of people that were coming into the crisis center, but a huge spike in the number of people that were calling for help. 
Uh, and that lasted for about three months. And then people decided that they need to come back and, and, and get help in person in a face-to-face -face, uh, environment. You know, I would say that the numbers are up due to the pandemic. I think if there is one positive that, that I'm seeing come out of this pandemic is that I think people are more comfortable talking about this and asking for the help that they might need. And that's, that's really important. Yeah, it feels like there's more awareness to the stigmas around it and breaking those barriers down and just getting people people comfortable. And the key that you touched on, the 24-7 availability, I think that's the importance of it is being able to reach those people at that moment, that key moment where they are finally comfortable to make that call. And, you know, that could be three in the morning. You never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're there, you know, we're staffed around the clock, not just on the, uh, on the crisis line, but all of the walk-in programs are 24 seven as well. Uh, so, you know, if somebody had to, uh, to come and, and seek services in person, they would be, uh, they would be welcomed and, and, uh, and treated as well. So, you know, walk me through the process. If someone makes that initial call, what are the steps after that? It's not just one call and the problem's fixed. What process do you go through beyond that? Well, you know, it really depends on, on what they're calling about. Sometimes uh, people are looking for resources if they're if they're hungry or need a place to stay or live. Uh, you know, they're calling the Resource and Crisis Helpline, and it's right in the name there. Resources we can direct them to uh, food pantries or shelters, uh, things like that. Support groups, uh, but for people that that need longer term care, if they're they're in need of of psychiatric care, uh, you know, they can they can come into the facility. Uh, receive an assessment, uh, and then be directed uh, to the most appropriate and least restrictive level of care. Uh, that's always our goal, is to get people into the, the most appropriate place for them. Uh, and so we offer a wide variety of services. If somebody were to call, uh, and, and we've had these situations happen where, you know, they, they may be having uh, suicide ideation, uh, we also have the ability to dispatch our mobile team uh, to meet with this individual, wherever they may be at, at home, at work, you know, maybe they're in a hospital emergency room and uh, our folks will go out and meet with them, hopefully stabilize the situation, but then also have the ability to transport them if, if that's what their situation calls for. And, you know, the, the, probably the main thing that drew me to, you know, want to reach out to you and get this message out there more that I thought was interesting I've talked to a lot of different mental health companies on my podcast, but the behavioral health urgent care that you can now offer really caught my attention because again, that's, that speaks right to getting people at the moment when they need it. So talk about how that's still developing and still ongoing and the plans for that throughout the rest of this year. Yeah, thank you. You know, we just opened the, uh, the virtual version of Behavioral Health Urgent Care last month. And so that's where uh, people can connect with uh, our, what we call master's level clinicians. Uh, these are social workers, uh, folks with a master's degree in psychology. They're able to meet with the individuals. We also have nurse practitioners or practitioners available through this service. Uh, if someone who is reaching out to the urgent care perhaps needs a bridge medication, they can't get in to see their therapist to get a, a renewal on the prescription, uh, that can happen through a service like a behavioral health urgent care. So we're actually very excited to bring this program to, uh, to our community. Uh, they are not, uh, they are very, very new. Uh, the closest one to the Metro Detroit area is actually in Grand Rapids. Uh, and so we're excited about this service. We hope to add a physical space uh, by the end of the year. But we believe that uh, 
by the end of the first year, we'll be able to serve an additional 15,000 people with this service. And I think that's significant because, you know, we are limited in what we can do at the Resource and Crisis Center. Um, and I think this is a great way for us to, uh, to help more people, uh, maybe perhaps with a, sl uh, a slightly lower acuity. You know, maybe these are not people who are, are suicidal, but maybe folks that are suffering from anxiety, or as I mentioned earlier, maybe need a bridge, uh, a bridge medication uh, before they can get in to see their, uh, their therapist or psychiatrist. Uh, so it's a, it's a unique program, and I think uh, really needed in our community. So to be clear, Jeff, it's telehealth for the behavioral health urgent care right now, but then there's a, a plans for a physical location. At some point. That's right. That's right. Uh, telehealth works uh, very similar to uh, a Zoom call like like we're on right now where you're meeting in a one on one situation. However, it's done on a very uh, controlled platform uh, that ensures the privacy of, of that particular conversation and, and interaction. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be opening or looking for a physical space in the southern part of Oakland County uh, to open later this year. And uh, we're, we're choosing the southern part of Oakland County because we think that will give us more geographic diversity and also make it more accessible to people throughout the Tri-County area. So we're excited about that. So, you know, with the worldwide internet, and I'm gonna put this podcast out there and there could be people from who knows where that listen to this. Um, are you restricted to the only areas that you're able to work with right now? You know, it's interesting because uh, with our resource and crisis helpline, we will get calls throughout the from throughout the country and actually throughout the world as well. We've had international calls. But with regard to uh, behavioral health urgent care, we are restricted uh, to the state. Uh, that's because the folks that are manning uh, those calls for us are licensed by the state of Michigan. So they're really not allowed to uh, service people from outside the state. Uh, but we can certainly hopefully direct those folks uh, should they reach out to us. And, you know, there's always need for things to, to continue to grow. What are some of the challenges maybe you're facing now? So, you know, someone might be listening to this that doesn't need your services, but they would love to donate to the cause. What are some things that you need going forward? Yeah, absolutely. We are, we're always in need. We actually keep an updated list on our website of uh, donated items, you know, whether those are toiletries or clothing for some of the folks that come in. Uh, but money is always important for a nonprofit. You know, our ability to uh, expand programming, uh, to expand the geography of programming really is dependent on our ability to raise money and, and do that. And we've had some successful efforts over the past couple of years. Text and chat, uh, you know, we, we started with a resource and crisis helpline, which was telephone based, uh, but we only recently were able to expand the text and chat portions of that crisis line to 24 seven a few years ago because uh, we were able to raise funds for it. And I can't uh, stress enough how important that is. You know, if someone were calling and they were in a domestic violence situation, for example, the ability to communicate in a nonverbal way uh, with people that can provide help is really, really important. And so we're, we're happy to offer that service on, the, on those platforms. Uh, but that's a great example of the, of the kind of things that, that we need to raise money for and, and why it's always important uh, for a nonprofit like Common Ground. Are there any events coming up that people can uh, participate in and fundraising type things? You know, there are always some third party events that, uh, that occur. We have several folks that, that will put on annual fundraisers and, and name Common Ground as the beneficiary. Uh, we just had our fundraising breakfast last month. 
which was very successful. Uh, our next big event, I believe, is our art fair, which is coming up in September. Uh, summertime is really uh, our time to go out into the community and do what we call outreach, which is where we'll attend other people's events uh, that are looking to help spread word about uh, mental health services and the kind of kind of things that Common Ground does. So we're you'll you'll see us out in the community over the summer, uh, but uh, that's pretty much how we spend the, those summer months. So you know, eighty thousand people a year helped out. Who knows how many over 50 years so it's hard to just pick one up but i'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit here jeff is there like a success story that you've seen that uh has really kind of touched you from common ground you know i don't get to interact uh, a lot with the people that we serve uh you know those are those are encounters that are are extremely personal and protected you know they're it's health information so it's not something that we're typically free to share unless somebody wants us to share that information. We actually do have some testimonials uh, that are on our, our website uh, that share various people's stories. But I've heard uh, so many stories about people who were, you know, either in you know, suicidal or in dangerous situations that, you know, that common ground has helped, uh, that it's, uh, you know, it's, it never ceases to amaze me. And, uh, I am always um, motivated when I come into my to my office each day by the work that's done by by our professionals who are on the front lines meeting with these folks in these in these cr critical situations day in and day out. So you know, can I pick one? No, uh, it's uh, it's it's really a challenge because each one is unique. And to the individual that's reaching out, you know, that is really truly a crisis for that individual. So regardless of how we might evaluate it, and how we might prioritize it uh, for them, it's the most important thing happening to them at that very moment. Well, you know, like I said, the need for what you do is it's never going away. It's, it's only getting stronger and, and it's, you hear it all the time. Just reach out if you're having problems. You're not alone. You're not. People need to know they're not alone, even if they feel alone. And that that just that message cannot be relayed enough. I don't think getting information about companies like yours, as many of them as we can out there, that can never overdo it. Um, truly, uh, you know, you all are a gift. Um, everything that you do. So, so I guess to to kind of close this, anybody that's compelled either to donate or someone that needs your help, what is the easiest way to get in touch? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I gave the 1-800 number earlier. Again, it's 1-800-231-1127. Uh, that is our resource and crisis helpline. But I would also want people to know our web address, which is commongroundhelps.org. Uh, because from there, you can access services. In fact, that's the way that you would access the virtual behavioral health urgent care is by going to our website and clicking on the, on the very uh, front button uh, to take you into the waiting room for our urgent care. So it's real important access and uh, I'm very appreciative for the opportunity to share this information with your audience. Any closing thoughts out there, Jeff, or maybe somebody that's listening and uh, on the fence whether or not to call you for help, what would you say? You know, I would say that, uh, you know, as I said, the, the stigma I think is, is going away and we help lots of people every day. Uh, I would not hesitate to reach out. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't need a little help every now and again. And uh, we're here to help those folks uh, in any way we can. So please don't hesitate, reach out to us. 
Great advice. Well, again, Jeff, thanks for all you do. Thanks for joining us today. And I'm hoping I can connect you with uh, people to continue your great cause. Thank you, Ryan.